0: Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. It feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I am Chris, and that's Dan. And Dan, what do we got on the agenda for today? We have The Simpsons.
1: Is is that what this show is? Yeah, we talk about The Simpsons. get a lot of people interested because I've been listening to The A Show with your old friends. Yes, man, and Chris, and they put over our show pretty good. And every guest so far has been a big fan of the show. I guess they everybody wants on the show, but they want on the show like during the you know, like the five to eight where it was like freaking every episode <laughs> was a banger. Yeah, we'll get there.
0: <laughs> we'll get there. Um, <laughs> That's and of course the A show is just one. the A show is just one of yeah. many shows you can check out on CKCC Radio, along with by the numbers. The Race Nerd Podcast, the Bored to Death Binge Cast, Jay Bunny's Music Hub, Motivational Moves, Ranking Tracks, Real Paranormal Talk, and the Nerd Table. I went backwards on my notes because I have them in order of mm. how they joined the channel, and I just went backwards. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, I, you know, you know who the next guest is on the show. I heard it's some nerd. It's not me. It's you, Chris, actually. Is it? Yes, I'm aware. Do you know what we're doing? Oh, they said it, but like I don't, I don't remember. 2005 WWE, aka the year I got into the business. It's going to be a challenge for sure, but I've got I've got some ideas. So, they had two they had two rosters. So, So what we're going to do here is talk about The Simpsons. And which episode is today's episode?
1: Oh, it's uh, Season 2, Episode uh, 16. Mm -hmm. Which is called Bart's Dog Gets an F.
0: So we already had Bart getting an F at the beginning of the season. Yes. And now it's Santa's Little Helper's turn?
1: But this one is laid out much differently. There is a lot more setup. And
0: much less during and after. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So this episode does a lot of jumping around and a lot, a lot, a lot of quick cuts. So please forgive me if I miss something or go out of order. I'm going to do my best to, to do the recap. But let's go back to March 7th, 1991 and talk about Bart's dog gets an F. We'll start off with the usual, the chalkboard gag. I will not sell school property. This is before eBay, too, so you know that's some black market shady stuff going down there. And when the family gets on the couch, Santa's little helper and Snowball 2 join them, sitting like people. Because, of course, they do. Like people? And I think, isn't, I think, i trying to remember off the top of my head, but I think Bart even kind of, like, looks down the couch, like, quizzically. Like, the pets are up here now? So... So the episode starts off on a beautiful morning as Homer goes to get the newspaper and Sam's little helper tears the shit out of it. You know, the classic, go get the paper, boy. Except he's not fetching the paper, he's just destroying it because that's what dogs do. And he's hardcore eyeing up that breakfast of Homer's. You know, Homer's got his sausage and everything. And every time... Homer goes to scold him, it cuts to Santa's little helper's point of view and you realize he can't understand anything that the humans are saying. It's always just blah 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 blah, blah just all gibberish. It's black and white and it's semi fisheye. Semi fisheye lens, yeah. So that's the uh the dog point of view. There's a there's quite a bit dog point of view here, and it's always the blah 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 blah. Uh so Lisa's getting ready to get up for school, except that she's not looking so good. And Marge checks on her, and you know, does the classic, the classic mom diagnosis. I think you have the mumps. Not, you know, she just knows, right? I don't know. When uh, you were ever sick from school, did your mom like automatically know what was wrong with you, or is she just like, "You're sick. We're gonna take you to the doctor"?
1: Usually, I would know what was wrong with me. Most of the time, it was an ear infection. I got, strep, I got ear
0: infection all the time. I, I got I got strep a lot as a kid, which is why I had my tonsils out. I was always getting strep, but like, there was like, but that's like, I remember that was like the classic mom thing. It was, well, you don't look sick because they they always want to know if you were faking it. We'll do the temperature test and we'll see how that goes. But Lisa's burning up. Her cheeks are swollen. That's classic sign of the mumps. And of course, while she's tending to Lisa. Calls Dr. Hibbert. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not to complain, Marge, but how did you get my home number? Huh, well, that's very clever. <laughs> Too bad we don't know what she actually did, but I, I thoroughly enjoy that. We're also seeing a lot more of uh, Santa's little helper being the uh, the terror that he is while poor Lisa's sick. Because he actually... Well, that's just it. When Marge was trying to tend to Lisa, Homer's like, Marge, the dog's hungry, so feed him. And when he goes to... He realizes the dog already ate, and it was Homer's breakfast. So yeah, uh, I scheduled the appointment for Lisa, and of course, of course, Bart's like, "Wait, if Lisa's faking it, I want to stay home too." She's like, "Well, if Bart stays home, then I want to go to school." Well, wait, and he gets all confused. If Lisa stays home, I stay home, but then Lisa goes to school. So, uh, Lisa, um, yeah, Lisa, don't confuse your brother. Get my homework from Miss Hoover. Lisa, you wasted chicken pox. Don't waste the mumps. So Santa's Little Helper's tied up in the yard. He's got a crusty doll that he obviously oh, wait, buried. He has,
1: like, tied up in the yard, and his entire circle is just It's just torn up.
0: up. Yeah, that's the best part. As you can tell, because that, that's the only circumference he has, and he's already just destroyed all of it. He actually plants a flower in one of the holes, and then he rips up the flowers, which I got a kick out of that. And, of course, Bart's getting on the school bus, so he breaks his never-break collar that he has. And Bart's like, go home, boy, go home. It cuts to his it point would, of like, view. It was like never-break, but it's like $1.99 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It has on it. The dollar store, the dollar store collars. It's like, go home. But all he hears is blah, 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 blah. So Santa's little helper goes on a little adventure. He, yeah, he does. He eats a bug. Uh, eats beef jerky at the quickie mart. <laughs> Gets out of my mom and pop operation. Uh, he goes to the park and scares the ducks while Jasper looks on pissed off. You know, the standard old man watching the ducks. And then, remember that horrible old lady that we, they thankfully dropped the storyline for? That was wishing, it was happy that Homer was going to kill himself? From Homer's Odyssey? Yeah, yeah Sylvia Winfield... Uh, angrily calls Homer because the dog is swimming in the pool and Homer is just like, that's not possible. My dog is tied up in my yard. I'm looking at him, right? DO <laughs> of course he has to go retrieve the dog. And he runs into his old neighbor, buddy, Ned Flanders. Who's out for a brisk jog and he's got the whole Homer's like making fun of his whole getup and everything until he gets to the sneakers Oh,
1: assassins!
0: Assassins, yeah. They got little vanity plates. They got... Uh, they have a whole... I, I can't remember all the features off top of my head, but like... Sometimes you gotta splurge. You gotta spoil yourself. Yeah, you gotta spoil yourself, Homer. And then he skedaddles as his heart rate starts to drop. So, poor sick Lisa calls her dad. He's like, "When on your way home, can you pick up these teen magazines for me? You know, teen like teen scream team dream team steam he's like lenny i gotta go early cover for me and that's my favorite is Lenny just literally covers for homer by lounging in the chair and eating donuts that's exactly what homer was doing so while lisa is sick marge is gonna bond with her a little bit and she pulls out the Bouvier family quilt. It was passed down from generation to generation with each member adding their own square to the quilt. And they show them there's the King Tobacco Square, uh, the, the relative riding a horse shooting a buffalo, the Civil War soldier, and then the stock market crash of 1929. And what's Marge's? Keep on trucking. trucking. She <laughs> did that meme. She didn't know then. She doesn't know now. And she also explains how to develop a callus on her finger so she can really sew. So I he's... love, like,
1: the, the show you have a callus. Just stab it, like, three times and then set it on fire.
0: And it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I got a blister on me finger!
0: <laughs> I have calluses on both of my index fingers from because I work with my hands, obviously. But, uh, you know, they don't... They don't hurt or anything, but there's definitely, like, if I, if I touch that part of my finger, there's a very distinct portion of it that is much thicker and harder and has slightly less feeling than the rest of the finger. And that's probably a good thing. So. Here's Homer at the mall buying the teen magazines. And he's just like, oh, geez. And of course, the guy's being a a smart ass checking them out. And as he's walking through the mall, he discovers the Assassins for $125, which actually isn't that much for a luxury sneaker.
1: Yeah, it's actually pretty cheap. Even back then, it was overall totally cheap. I
0: just bought a pair of Timberlands because I needed a new pair of boots because my old, old boots were 12 years old. And I need boots for when it snows around here. And they were about 100 bucks, and that's a luxury boot. And it's a cheap, it, it's not even like the, the real expensive version of the luxury booth either. So, yeah, 125 really wasn't that bad. And of course, as you know, there's there's old Homer. What is, uh, got it, got the, what are we going to do? I can't afford that. And then Flanders shows up in the the bubble. Sometimes you got to spoil yourself. Spoil yourself. Spoil yourself. Simpson, buy those shoes. Yes, master. Bart comes home, brings Lisa the homework, tries to sneak in his own homework. Homer brings her the magazines. How many of these guys are named Corey? Eight. And then Bart notices the assassins. And, of course, Bart being 10 years old, drops the price of them. And we have the Bart, Homer, dope. (laughs) My favorite is the argument. You said... We would consult each other about any expensive purchases. Yeah, well, you bought all those smoke detectors and we haven't had a single fire. I uh, gotta love the uh, the Homer yeah. argument. <laughs> and Marge does the groan, the grumble. I love the Marge grumble. So there's Kent Brockman on the news talking about Ms. Bots on the loose. Uh, there's Troy McClure, not voiced by Phil Hartman. There's a Duff Beer commercial. The volume's going up because Santa's Little Helper is just chewing on the remote and he gets that he gets the predator vision right they do the they do the sound effect and everything and he absolutely destroys the assassins which are sitting on the top shelf of the closet but a shoelace falls down that's all it took
1: that's all it takes
0: yep and so of course that's like a final straw there because now he's got he's got like a literal like lock and chain around his neck and he's being dragged down. And they're like, Oh, look at all these great these schools, and they're they're all look absolutely terrible until they come to the Emily Winthrop school. The big fancy ad in the gallery. <laughs> yes. And Emily Winthrop voiced by Tracy Ullman. Didn't take long to get her on the show. Uh so she's doing her um Voice of uh, Margaret Thatcher voice. She's doing the Margaret Thatcher, yeah. Uh, Also, if you noticed, uh, Martin Prince, Sam the Barfly, and Jacques all have their dogs at the Obedience School, too. So, Lisa is finishing her patch on her quilt with the, uh, watching, well, well I think they're just sewing at this point. But they're watching those really bad daytime soaps where like the 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 horrible love triangles happening and of course Marge is trying to act like she doesn't really watch it, but she knows all the characters. Mm. <laughs> I absolutely love the uh the reverend like I thought you were dead I was' cause i think I think my mom watched days of our lives and they did that like this long drawn out storyline where everybody dies or people just keep dying left and right and then it turns out that like None of it actually happened, because that's how soap operas work.
1: All they've had ones where entire seasons. Didn't happen.
0: Yeah, Jesus. Uh, I don't know how you could dedicate yourself to that. I get frustrated with with short with shows with short seasons being disappointments. I don't know how you could do a long running soap opera that's literally been on the air for thirty something years. But it's just up. all
1: about getting the next episode out, alright? So it doesn't Basically. matter.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter exactly. <laughs> So, Homer goes to return the assassins. And, of course, they're just... I like how he actually just puts them in the box. He's like, yeah, I don't want these anymore. You see, my faithful dog was bringing me the sneakers, and they fell apart in his mouth. Yeah, we don't cover fire theft or acts of dog. Yeah, acts of dog. (laughs) And then Homer sees the giant cookie... And the as he sample as he's get gouging on the free samples, the lady's like, "If you want one, they're only a dollar each." Oh, so that's your little game, huh? Sucker us in and then jack up the price? Yeah, you win. And he buys a giant cookie, which, of course, this is hysterical. He he, he buys a giant cookie. He doesn't eat it. He puts a note no. on it, and then <laughs> <In> he tries <laughs> to fit it in the cookie jar. It doesn't fit, obviously. <laughs> so he just leaves it. And he th- and he
1: thought that was gonna work. So. As if even if the dog didn't eat it, one of the kids
0: would have. Somebody would have eaten it. Exactly. It's just <laughs> so Lisa finally finishes her square. It's a it's a dedication piece to her, her musical inspirations, her Mister Largo and Bleeding Gums Murphy with the saxophone in the middle. And she shows off her callus. They do the ET moment. And then they decide to go grab Homer so they can show what his sick little girl did. And while they're going to get Homer, Santa's little helper eyes the quilt. And when they walk in, it's just, oh, God. It's that horrible scene where it's just everything's like when they're walking down the hall, you just see all the It's like confetti flying through the room. And Marge is just absolutely.
1: 200 year old cotton fibers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> God, it's yeah six generations ruined by the dog and she's just beside herself crying and homer's trying to console her until he realizes that part of the damage is his cookie <laughs> and, and he's trying to sample the crumbs of his one dollar giant cookie
1: hey, here's and, the funny thing is the dog's already in the school he's already going to the school every day yeah at this point right so yep. i thinking maybe some of this was shot like it was done and they reordered it or something like because this seems like a thing that would have happened before they put him in but I guess the idea of the episode is he's not getting better the
0: idea is he's just sucking at it because every time they go to the school they show like they're trying to show off what the dogs can do they like Bart can't get him to, to sit and they've already got dogs walking on their hind legs bouncing books on their head they do the thing where they all roll over in unison and he's just chewing on his leg they put out the beef wellington and Santa's little helper drags Bart Bart's got him yeah, by the hind legs, too. It's supposed
1: to be a one at a time thing where the each dog has to resist it. And before they even get the first dog started, Sidon's little helper's
0: already. Yeah, well, helper's already got it. The best is uh there's two ways a dog can relieve himself. And one of them is like a fire hose. And Bart, which one was that? As he's cleaning up the scrubbing the carpet. But yeah, the big thing is they call a family meeting, and the entire purpose of the meeting is that we have to get rid of the dog. And, you know, Marge Marge is reluctantly siding with Homer on it because he's just, you know, he's just too destructive. And Lisa, who was another one of the big victims here, is actually siding with Bart. Because that's, well, like, that's the kid thing, right? Is, you know, the kids aren't going to let you get rid of the dog. That's their pet. There's a great joke in a future I, I in a future episode, I think it's uh, I think it's another one where they're trying to like get rid of Santa's little helper too. Where they're like, "Is this what we do? We just get rid of a family member and we stop caring about him?" And it cuts to Grandpa in the retirement home just sitting yes. there. that <laughs> Is that a? Oh, that that might actually be uh, two dozen greyhounds, two dozen one greyhounds, right? The one hundred one oh, donations the that yeah. they do. Yeah, I think so, because Santa's little helper is out of control in that one, too. Because he's horny. Yeah. Yeah. Is this what we do? We just get rid of a family member and just cuts to Grandpa? <laughs> oh, it's so terrible, but it's so funny. So, yeah, so... The whole thing, basically, Lisa is the voice of reason. Homer even says that, like, if I'm ever on my deathbed, I want you in my corner. And Marge is like, fine. If the dog passes the obedience school... He can stay, and Bart's just, this is like Bart's big desperation move now, is to get the dog to, to obey, and he just he just can't. So, Lisa starts a brand new quilt commemorating the old one, the destruction of the old one. And has to have that little heart-to-heart with Bart, where she's like, look, Bart, he's not going to learn. They're, they're already shipping him off. Homer's got that horrible ad out there where he claims that he can say, I love you on command.
1: And he's already got him sold, pretty much.
0: Yeah, because he's got like he's the farm. Still
1: trying to get him, and he's still not doing well. And it's the last day, and Bart's still. And even gets to the point where he actually chokes him with the chain.
0: Yeah, but, it just can't. Do he's it.
1: just like, come on, he's not going to pass. This is your last
0: night together. Oh, that's actually fun. like. We're all with him. That's actually like a kind of a kind of a a rough scene too, because Bart's like Bart's like really pleading with the lady, and she just. You know she won't sacrifice her principles to do it. Why but she? Don't you just pass him. It doesn't matter. You get paid either way. Yeah, but she won't <laughs> sacrifice her principles, and she's still she's still trying. So, so
1: they just play around that
0: night. Yep. And but then all of a sudden, he, he could hear
1: him say the things.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't understand like why what suddenly changes to let him do that i do like though when they're playing and he throws the frisbee it just hits him in the eyes it doesn't even react <laughs> yeah but all of a sudden santa's little helper can understand the commands and they bring him back you son of a bitch good show
1: they actually kind of did it really i like the feeling like how they do because it it's kind of like a like a sports movie like thing of someone's getting better at a routine or something like that where they go from they're practicing And they're doing like the whole routine once in the in the in the in the part of the movie or whatever. But it's like it starts with them practicing, and then it moves to them like showing their coach, and then it moves to them like showing somebody more important, and then it ends with them at the actual event, winning the event, all in one showing of like the of of the athletic thing, like a dance or whatever. Or in this case, doing the things where it it switches between. Them messing around in the background to them being like, we we did it. Them showing the lady, him passing the class.
0: I think that's that's where a lot of the inspiration, I'm sure, came from. I also love that they, like, like classic movies like that, they do the after thing where they show what happened to everybody. Like in, uh... <laughs> which of course I immediately thought of Animal House. Where everybody ends up. Because like, that's like, remember the end of the sandlot? As they're all walking away, they start talking about... where where all the kids ended up and they, they show buddy. He ran away from home. Uh, Lao Su ate a poisonous toad now in coma and Santa's little helper bit Bart. Homer didn't mind, (laughs) which is, uh, yeah, that's that. That's they, of course they have to end it with that, that classic stuff there, which is, uh, it's good. It's, uh, it's so again, let's, uh, let quickly recapping. Bart's dog gets an F, uh, What I find interesting about this episode is this is another one for me. It's lower tier for season two, but that's because it's up against a lot of other quality episodes. This is like mid to lower tier for me if I was going to do a ranking, but that doesn't mean it's a bad episode. It's got some good heart in it. It's got some good jokes. It's definitely got pacing. This is a very fast paced episode. Not a lot of slow moving scenes here. Especially considering how often we switch back and forth from the dog's point of view back to the characters, so yeah, it's a it's definitely a good one. Let's uh, let's do some trivia here. We talked about the predator point of view, and I referenced Animal House; those are the first two things, and E.T. referenced that one as well. Uh, of course, Ms. Bots still on the run. This is the first time. A title would be referencing an other episode, so like you know, sometimes the titles are, are spoofs of other things, like life, life in the fast lane, life on the fast lane, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is actually parroting their own title. So, Simpsons did it first. Exactly. Did you notice which famous TV family Doctor Hibbert's family closely resembled with the house and the the no. attire and everything?
1: they they just went all
0: the way on the he's
1: a spoof of
0: yeah well that's the other thing is uh
1: of the cut from the cosby show
0: yep at the time of this episode's airing the shows were directly competing against each other thursday at 8 p.m so there was nothing subtle about that and so him
1: and his house and his family looks like the him and the house and the family on that show
0: Uh, Matt Groening originally wanted Tracy Ullman to be a guest voice in one of the original shorts, but she was too busy with the rest of the show. So after the show got cancelled, she agreed to come on for this episode when Groening asked her again, so. (laughs) They used the dramatic music from Jaws right before Santa's Little Helper attacks something, because of course they do. Mm -hmm. So, did you notice that the, uh, the dog obedience school has different categories named after famous dogs. There's Rin Tin, Tin Benji, Toto, and the one that Santa's Little Helper attends, Cujo. So of course that's the dog he got. Yeah, there he is. He got a... started at Cujo House by the sorting hat. Yep. <laughs> uh. In 2007, the episode Stop or My Dog Will Shoot, Santa's Little Helper actually does bite Bart, and they turn that into a plot point as a serious problem. So when we get to that episode in 12 years, we can discuss the uh, the throwback to this one. All of the animal noises were by famous character, or famous animal voice actor, Frank Welker. Yep. In fact, he worked on The Simpsons all the way up to 2002 as a regular recurring voice for all the animals and everything. Gee, you'll never guess this trivia, Dan. Do you know what famous sneaker the Assassins were a parody of? They even looked like them. So, yes, (laughs) the original Air Jordans. The original Air Jordans, exactly. I want a pair of those. Those are so great looking. Emily Winthrop's... I'm not,
1: I'm not a high-top guy.
0: Yeah, I'm not big on high-tops either. Except except for boots. The boots have to be high-tops, because that's why I'm getting them. Uh, Emily Winthrop's Heavens to Murgatroyd, of course. We know that's a Larr in Meet the People, but we also know that Snagglepuss is the one that popularized it. Yep. Heavens to Murgatroyd. And we talked about the... Uh, the Margaret Thatcher reference for the mannerisms, and there's a real-life British dog trainer named Barbara Woodhouse that Emily Rinthrop was directly based on. And Homer writes the teen magazine list with his left hand, but he writes the cookie note with his right hand. So is Homer one of the few ambidextrous characters? Hmm... Isn't that interesting? No
1: doesn't know which hand. Well, let's see. When he wrote the, the letter, we we wrote he wrote the note. We actually kind of saw it, and it looked awful.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true too. So <laughs> maybe he has no friggin' clue which uh, which hand he wants to write with. Yep, Bart's dog gets an F. Your thoughts, Dan? It's all like you
1: said. It's like kind of big. It's like it's our San's little Helper character episode, right? So it's like, it's kind of important, and it's pretty good, but like you just went through
0: a bunch of all-timers, you know? Yeah, true. So next time on Stupid Sexy Podcast, we're gonna review Old Money. This is a grandpa-centric episode and also features a character death. Although it's not really like a major character, so do you really need to... Do you really need to get that uh that into her? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Spoilers! Yes, from an episode that aired in March 1991. I'm totally spoiling this episode. Mm-hmm. But yes, Old Money will be next time here on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, along with all of the great shows you can check out on CKCC Radio. Till next time, here on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, and for all the great shows, keep Watching the skis, I mean skies. And keep enjoying The Simpsons. And again, and I'll say this as my... I'll say this as my closing comments for this episode. If you do want to guest, I'm happy to have you. Tell me which episode you specifically want to talk about so I can make sure your name is jotted down and work around your schedule when we get to that episode. That's important. If you have, like, an absolute favorite episode, don't just be like, oh, you can pull me on for anything in season 4 no don't say that because I'm probably not going to pull you on for anything in season 4 pick your episode and I will have you in and thank you guys for supporting and enjoying the show That, that does mean a lot to us because Dan and I are Simpsons guys so we love the Simpsons and I don't know if Simpsons love us but I guess it doesn't really matter well that wraps it up we will see you next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all.